This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Six oh six underway for a Friday morning. Yes, it is Friday. That is uh, Chris Stapleton, last train to Memphis. One of his big, big hit songs. One of his hit songs that you'll be able to hear in concert if you are the lucky winner of our tickets this morning that we are giving away. By the way, uh, tickets right now. We are letting you enter to win, and the only way you're going to get that this morning is by texting us. You need to text the word beard. Because <laughs> he has such a fantastic beard. This is my beard. Isn't it weird? So 208-336-3700. That's the text number. Text Beard. You only have to text once. That's it. But we're going to allow you to uh, text all morning long. So this isn't something you have to jump on right now uh, because you have to be the sixth text or anything like that. You will have until 9.45 this morning. 9.45 because we will choose a winner out of everybody with the correct texts. We had people yesterday, we were talking about doing this this morning, already trying to guess what the text was. Uh, by the way, we have timestamps, so mm-hmm. you, you're only in beginning at 6.06. If your text came in at 6.06 up until 9.45, one person will be chosen. And the right. tickets then, uh, if you that way you know ahead of, ahead of time, if you really want to go to the concert and you didn't win free tickets, you're going to have plenty of time to get them because they go on sale at 10 a.m. this morning. There we go. All right. So... Uh, Chris Stapleton, in concert, next July 25th, Ford Idaho Center, and uh, you have a chance, your final chance to win them before you buy them, coming up here for you right now. Go ahead and start texting. It's also Open Phones Friday, if you want to get through uh, today, and uh, we can talk about anything you want to talk about. It's not like there isn't anything to talk about, um, but if you want to talk about something maybe we don't happen to be talking about at the time, maybe it's something earlier this week that you didn't get a weigh in on before the show was over. That's what Fridays are about. Or it could be something completely off topic completely. That's what Fridays is about, Open Phones Friday. So right. we are underway. 208-336-3700. 44 degrees in downtown Boise. You mentioned uh, Debbie uh, in traffic saying that the drive could be a little bit longer than mm-hmm. usual this morning. So you might want to adjust. A little, little froggy outside. It's uh, definitely fog and pretty much throughout. A lot of times you have, you know, dense fog, but it's patchy. Mm-hmm. You'll have it here. You'll have it there. Um, I, I drove in from Napa. What was very thick this morning and you couldn't see hardly anything. There, uh, but there was fog all the way into downtown Boise. As Paul J. used to say, there are no, pa- there are no Apaches in this fog. Definitely not. That was uh, in those uh, 
Same reports where they used to say, there were black guys on the road this morning. No, it's black ice. <laughs> black ice. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, so um, just be, like I said, allow yourself a little extra time. We don't need to have people you know, crashing, causing four-hour backups, as we have seen in the past. So just be careful out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we also are uh, going to be giving away the uh, gift certificate, $50 gift certificate to the James... The James Bar and Grill. Fantastic craft brews. Uh, we got craft drinks. You've got a lot of fantastic food. Uh, $50 gift certificate. That will be coming up this morning for our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. I also bring that up because on Monday morning, uh, we'll be giving away another $50 gift certificate to the James Bar and Grill for our play of the game, Treasure Valley play of the game. So make sure you're listening in tomorrow after the game. Well, you want to listen to the game and then uh, listen in after the game. Prater in the ball game will pick the play of the game. Then Monday morning, as we always do after a game at 8.55, we will give that uh, $50 gift certificate away. But once again, you want to make sure to listen in to the post-game activities. Big game tomorrow night. Very hostile environment. Probably one of the more hostile environments of Boise State probably plays. Fresno State? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and th- by the way, um, they have had this circled on their calendar. The game sold out over three weeks ago. So that's how much the uh, Fresno fans wanted to see the Boise State-Fresno game, probably because they have a, a real good feeling uh, of their chances of beating Boise State. It's always tough playing on the road, no matter where, but especially in a hostile environment. Both teams, by the way, still have... Their goal ahead of them. Boise State may be even uh, a little bit better. They have to continue to win, um, but Fresno State is also in that same situation. Some people are saying that whoever wins this game is more than likely going to be playing for the championship. More than likely against more, Air Force. More than likely against you know Air Force and West mm-hmm. Air Force. Completely falls apart. They are seven and zero right now. I did look at strength of schedule. I didn't realize this. Um, strength of schedule. Uh, Boise State still one of the strongest strengths of schedule up to this point, and that's through the games that they have played so far. Sixty um, eighth strongest strength yeah. of schedule in the nation. Um, Air Force is one hundred and twenty fifth in the Sagarin ratings, which is base. A lot on strength of schedule and how you know your opponents do. Uh, they're not ranked particularly high, even though they are undefeated. Yeah, uh, and I think the part. Of, a matter of fact, the uh, a non-power five who has a one loss uh, is ranked ahead of them. And strictly, I think that's because of Air Force not having a real strong strength of schedule. That being said, they have still won every single game that they played. Yeah. And, you know, it's that's it, not an easy thing to do no matter what your strength of schedule is, right? Exactly. It is 613. Uh, another thing we're going to be talking about this morning, um, the Senate has confirmed their first woman to lead the Navy. Happened yesterday. Um, despite Senator Tuberville blocking Hundreds of military promotions. This one was approved, and uh, it is the first woman ever in the history of the United States military for a woman to lead the Navy. We're going to talk a little bit about this because uh, people are very upset in um, the Senate 
because of all these military promotions are being held up because Tuberville, it's his way of protesting um, U.S. tax dollars going to pay for abortions of women in the military. He doesn't like that happening. So we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning, get your input on that, plus a whole lot more. It is uh, 6.14, time for our first check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Once again, a fantastic way to kick off your weekend. Get into Pork Belly for breakfast today and every day, seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. On Thursday Night Football, the Steelers topped the Titans 2016. Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett hit Deontay Johnson with a three-yard touchdown pass with a little more than five minutes remaining in the game after an 11-play, 92-yard drive. Then with only six seconds to go, the Steelers' Quan Alexander intercepted a pass from Tennessee quarterback Will Levis in the end zone to seal the win. Pittsburgh is now 5-3. and three. The Titans dropped to 3-5. and five. In the NBA on Tuesday on a panel sports talk show, Shaquille O'Neal played down the talent of Spurs rookie Victor Wembanyama, saying he's just about as good as Bol Bol, the seven foot two Phoenix power forward who is the son of the late seven foot seven NBA center Manute Bol. Bol Bol is in his fifth NBA season and has never averaged more than nine points a game. Thursday, Wembanyama or Wembanyama, excuse me, reacted with a 38.10 rebound performance <laughs> against the Suns. That was an accident. Leading San Antonio to a 132-121 victory. With that output, Wembanyama became the first NBA player with at least 85 points, 35 rebounds, and 10 blocks in his first five career games since Shaquille O'Neal in 1992. <laughs> Wembanyama is averaging 20.6 points per game after five games. Also in the NBA Thursday, the Magic beat Utah 115-113. Games tonight include Memphis at Portland, Dallas at Denver, and Golden State at Oklahoma City. That's sports. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 621, uh, the stock market did well again yesterday. As of right now, pretty much flat. It's up uh, four points. been bouncing around right around there. So uh, ahead of the opening here an hour from now, uh, pretty much flat. We'll keep an eye on that. And we'll talk with Jeremiah Bates on the way in about uh, 50, 45, 50 minutes from now. Uh, also, I, I know we're not a music station, but this is uh, really kind of big news. So uh, as part of news, it has to do with music a little bit later this morning. Um, gonna Since it is Friday, we get a little leeway in having some fun on Fridays. The Beatles released their last song uh, yesterday. It's entitled well, Now and Then. Finally. So they said this will be the final song that they ever release new music. Um, John Lennon sings on it, even though he's been dead for a couple more than a couple decades. 43 years. Yeah. Um, so Paul and Ringo worked on it this year, um, and, uh, have released a song. They said this will be the last final Beatles song ever to be released. Um, but we're going to play, play a little bit for you. I had a chance to listen to it, uh, uh, this morning. It's not bad. I'm not a Beatles fan, so it's hard for me to, I know, don't. Send cards and letters. Not, uh, just There's a few songs I like. I'm just not a Beatles fan, which I know sounds un-American, especially when you team that up that I don't like pumpkin pie and apple pie and I don't like the Beatles. Yeah, true. 
you probably want to take away, uh, you know, my citizenship and have me taken to a dif- different country. But um, it, you do read a lot of Marx, too. Don't you? <laughs> I I will say this is not not too bad a song. We'll let you be the judge if you haven't had a chance to hear it yet. We're going to play some of that for you coming up this morning. Also, this reminder: um, this is the uh, good daylight saving time uh, weekend. This is when we fall back. We get that extra hour of sleep. So, a reminder to. Set your clocks back one hour. This is what we should do once a year. Just set the clock back. I mean, you know, in in about, what, uh, 12 years or something like that, it'll be completely dark all day long. But then 12 years after that, it'll be light all day long again. (laughs) Just never set the clock forward. Always back. Yeah. Uh, um, Well, I mean, if you do that, you maybe get a a feeling for what some people in some areas of uh, Alaska, you know, go through, right? I I think I think it would be great if they'd work it out somehow to where a couple of times uh, a year we could just go back in time. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. that would be great. Let's uh, go back about a month and, you know, unscrew up everything we screwed up. By the way, I mean it's fairly easy. A lot of a lot of people's clocks automatically, you know, reset. Yeah. If your phone resets automatically, computers Probably, yeah. reset automatically. Um one thing most people don't have that resets automatically and it's very difficult. And this is a public service announcement for those of you who have a uh, clock in your car uh, because you do still have to physically reset that and, and it's not as straightforward as you had hoped it would be. Um, so we've uh, enlisted the help of Alexa as a public service announcement to help you reset your clock in your car. You know, it's, that, that part's okay. It, 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 it's somewhat true. Um, yeah, the, 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 my the car fact, now is yes. a little easier, but I had a uh, before this. I had a uh, import car, mm. and reading through the instructions to change the clock, I did. I, I just did what she just said. Just drove with it in the wrong time for six months out of the year because the it fact was so is, difficult. None of those uh, instructions really sounded all that unreasonable <laughs> compared to, you know, other things you, you have to do to uh, cal- calibrate what's going on. Once again, uh, the other thing that you're urged to do, this is the time of year, you're also urged to check the batteries in your smoke alarms, smoke and fire alarms. Yeah, I'm going so to have Find out where I put them. <laughs> the batteries or your smoke alarm? The smoke alarm. <laughs> yeah. Some people, the alarm I mean, goes you know, off. After it's like, they, I'm just taking it down. After they went off and we ripped them out of the ceiling. I, I, well, I mean, they, they don't, they don't really. you're not supposed to. I know that, but I, I don't know how to finish this. Uh, we haven't put them back yet. So, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's a work in progress. 208-336-3700. That's our phone line. That is also our text line. We are taking your text. You want Chris Stapleton concert tickets? Win them before you buy them. Final chance. We'll uh, take your text. By the way, you're texting the word beard, not beer, beard. The, the Chris Stapleton has a nice beard, even though he likes to drink beer. That's not the one you're texting. Beard, B-E-A-R-D is what you are texting to win today. Out of all the correct texts, we will choose one to get those Chris Stapleton tickets. Good luck. 
Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. 6.33, it is 44 degrees in downtown Boise. And uh, once again, a reminder, if you're uh, sitting there in bed listening to us this morning, um, might want to get up a little earlier than you normally would. Could be a little slower drive to work because there's some pretty thick fog in some areas this morning. Going to be causing some slowdowns. Also, don't forget, uh, underway right now, Chris Stapleton concert tickets. Don't forget, text the word BEARD, B-E-A-R-D. He has a great... Fluffy beard. Yeah, he might he might have a better beard yeah, uh, than you, Chris. He'd give you a run for your money. Question. Uh, well, he does his professionally. Um, if someone has uh, written in what they think is the word beard but uh, misspelled it, can they? does that count or do they have to it, uh, enter again? It depends on how badly they misspelled beard. Let's say, uh, let's for, say, the, for the person that text in uh, bear... Yeah. B e a r s. Um, you you probably should retext because beer. Yeah, bears is not is not anywhere close. That that would be the Chicago football. S d. Uh, yeah, beard is what you uh, are yeah. are texting this morning. How about uh, like uh, if it uh, is the the past tense of the verb like beer me like b e e r e d. Is that okay? Because it technically it still says. Beard. See, I guess it still says beard. Yeah, yeah. we we can let that we can that let, let right. that one slide. So. I, like I've been beard. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Text in now. You'll have until nine forty five this morning to do it. But you're early this morning. You don't have to do it more than once. Just once, and you will be in on the grand prize drawing. We'll pick one at random. Don't forget also, it is Friday, uh, in addition to Open Phones Friday, where we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Today is also Sweet Deal Friday. KBY Sweet Deal goes on sale coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. And we've got Granny C's Hillcrest Shopping Center. They specialize cakes, cupcakes, pastries, confections. You want to get in for breakfast? They have some amazing items for breakfast. They do do biscuits and gravy. Here's one that I would suggest to you. They they have like a ham and cheese croissant. Mm, yeah. I would get the ham and cheese croissant and have that drenched in their gravy, mm. pork gravy. It's fantastic. Uh, the other thing this is good for, and a great time of year to do this, we've got Thanksgiving just a couple of weeks away, Christmas coming up next month. You can use your gift certificates um, to get some pastries, homemade, handmade from scratch, pies and cakes. You don't, you don't like making apple pie, pumpkin pie, things like that. You can get in and uh, have Granny C's do it for you, but that goes on sale this morning, once again, beginning at 9 o'clock sharp. Go to KBOI.com, click on the Sweet Deal link. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. And it is Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-5264. That's toll free from wherever you might be listening in the world. For instance, maybe you might be listening in the Philippines, online, far, far away. Eugene, you're you're in the Philippines this morning listening? Yes, sir. I am 14 hours in your future. <laughs> can you can you tell us how Saturday looks? Are we still are we still here? Well, yeah, I, I think you're still there. Okay. Uh, and hey, <laughs> and like I say, I'm on my cell phone, and uh, that's where I listen to the station, because 
I have listened to what are considered to be some major market stations in the U.S., and you put them all to shame. Wow. And Eugene, you can call anytime. That's a, that's a very nice thing to say. We appreciate that. Well, well, I'm serious because most of them, like I've listened to like Denver, New York, Boston, Los Angeles, and it's the same old thing over and over and over. You guys do a good variety. You're good at covering the local news there. I mean, hey, you guys got it going on. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. I feel I feel like I should be paying you or, or something for listening this morning. But uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. By the way, it's not Saturday yet there. It's just, yeah, that's fr- it's just Friday evening. But thank you for listening. You the check's not in the mail? <laughs> What's that? The check's not in the mail yet? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll get somebody on that right away. Yeah, we'll work that out. First off, I have to go to the bank and uh, have them print you, you some checks. Are you in Manila or where are you? No, we're about two and a half hours north of Manila, Angeles City. The province is called Pampanga. And as a matter of fact, uh, this month will make 17 years here. Wow. Interesting. Now, have you always lived in the Philippines? You got rocks in your head? No, no, no. I'm an American. <laughs> well, I, I didn't want to assume because if I assume, it makes an ass out of you, and I didn't want to do that. Well, I'm, I can do that all by myself. Uh, okay. So, what took you? What took you to the from America to the Philippines? What made you decide to go there? Well, uh, I blame it on the wife of a friend of mine, uh, and just uh, okay. We are evangelical Christians and. After church one morning, this guy, friend, his wife looked me dead in the eye. If you're willing, I know God would use you in the Philippines. I told her, you must have rocks in your head or something. That's a hot, humid place, not like here. Well, uh, I ended up going, like say, this month will make 17 years. Uh, and uh, we work with street children here, and I love it. Oh, good for you. Thank you for the call, uh, Eugene. Uh, great hearing from you. Um, um, once again, continue listening. Appreciate you listening and all the kind words this morning. Oh, that's okay. And, and I know how to spell beard the correct way. <laughs> well, what's beard in Tagalog? Uh, uh, it, it's pronounced Tagalog. Oh, okay. I got no idea. My Tagalog is very, very limited. <laughs> In 17 years, but, uh, you, you haven't become fluent? What's going on? Thank you, well, hey. th- thank you, Eugene. We appreciate, yeah, we appreciate the phone it. call. Um, wow, Philippines. Put that, put, put that pin on the map for that exactly. one. KBOI News Time, 645. Time for a uh, check on what's going on once again with sports again uh, with Chris. This update brought to you by Pork Bell and Cuna. Don't forget, not only can you get fantastic food, breakfast, and lunch, but they also have the coffee drive through hip drips, energy drinks, iced coffees, hot coffees, and you don't even have to get out of your car. Get in the drive through They open up in 15 minutes, just like Pork Belly does. In NCAA football games Thursday, Texas Tech beat Texas Christian 35-28. Troy topped South Alabama 28-10, and Duke beat Wake Forest 24-21. Tonight, Boston College meets Syracuse at 5.30 on ESPN2. Then Colorado State from the Mountain West faces Wyoming from the Mountain West at 6 
and that'll be on the CBS Sports Network. Saturday, of course, Boise State plays at Fresno State. Kickoff is 8 p.m., also on the CBS Sports Network. In top 25 matchups Saturday, it's number 23, Kansas State, at number 7, Texas, number 12, Missouri, at number 2, Georgia, number 9, Oklahoma, at number 22, Oklahoma State, number 5, Washington, at number 20, Southern California, and number 14, Louisiana State, at number 8, Alabama. A lot of good games. On Thursday night football, the Steelers top the Titans 2016. Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett hit Deontay Johnson with a three-yard touchdown pass with a little more than five minutes remaining in the game after an 11-play 92-yard drive. Then with only six seconds to go, the Steelers' Quan Alexander intercepted a pass from Tennessee quarterback Will Levis in the end zone to seal the win. Pittsburgh is now 5-3. and three. The Titans drop to 3-5, and five, and that's sports. Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.07, good morning, and thanks for listening in. Remember, you can be a part of the show uh, by uh, calling us up at 208 336 Hound 670, if you have a Verizon wireless phone, 1-800-529-5264. That's toll-free. Challenge anybody to call from further away than the Philippines this morning. Someone listening online in the Philippines. Eugene, thanks for the call. Eugene, thanks for listening in. You can also email us, chris at kbui.com, mike at kbui.com. And also, don't forget, you can text us. And by the way, texting going on right now for those Chris Stapleton concert tickets. You'll have until about 945 this morning. Text the word... Beards, B-E-A-R-D, 208-336-3700. That's it. That's all you have to text. That one word. Everybody who texts in uh, Beard before 945, you'll be in on the grand prize drawing one person chosen at random to uh, get those tickets. They go on sale at 10, so it'll be the final pair of win it before you buy a tickets. The uh, whole thing, when we talk about, you know, when it comes to the stock market, Good news is bad news. Bad news is good news. Uh, bad news came out this morning, and we had told you the stock market was basically flat about half an hour ago, and then all of a sudden it jumped 150 points within about 30 seconds. And apparently uh, the jobs report is out today. 150,000 jobs added last month, which you know seems like a lot. But mm-hmm. the bad news part of it is 180,000 jobs were expected. So 30,000 less than were expected. And as soon as that was announced, uh, futures jumped about 150 points almost immediately on that bad news because their stock market is hoping, that, I think, that yeah. the economy is slowing down with people not adding as many jobs. Also adding to that, by the way, August and September jobs report has been revised, said there were 101,000 Fewer jobs created than previously reported. So the, even those two months, August and September, when they had really good jobs report numbers come out, not as good as it was. So I think that's why you're seeing that. We'll talk with it's, Jeremiah Bates here in about 15 minutes. It, it, it is so weird, though, that uh, you know the, the the Fed basically their opinion is well the the economy's getting been getting you know, much better the last two years, but we need it to slow down, so we have to start doing things to, uh, you know, sabotage it. Yeah. Well, and I which think, is what they do by raising rates. Yeah, and I think the F- Fed's main job is to keep interest rates at around 2%. Or not interest rates, I'm sorry, inflation rate inflation, at around yeah. 2, 2%. We're at about 
3.7% as of right now. So even though that's much, much better than a year ago when we were, what, 8 mm-hmm. 7 8%, um, it, it has come down, but it's still not at their target of 2%. So that's why you keep hearing Jerome Powell, maybe not hearing him, but see him frown when he mentions that we're... <laughs> And that, that, of course, causes a sell-off on the market. Mm-hmm. Another thing I want to talk about with the election coming up next Tuesday, the Idaho statesman asked all 93 candidates in next Tuesday's election that were running for mayor, city council, school board seats uh, here in the Treasure Valley's nine largest cities plus the four school districts to complete a questionnaire. And they all did. One of the questions uh, asked them to list past or present tax liens, bankruptcies, or felony convictions. So the 93 candidates all filled out that report. And then four statesman reporters afterwards conducted a background check on all the 93 people who had filled out the questionnaire to see if they were truthful. They found uh, eight candidates who had declared bankruptcy to seek relief from debts. Seven did not disclose that they Mm. had done that. The eighth did not answer the question, but had a past bankruptcy. Four other candidates did disclose it on the questionnaire. When it came to tax liens, they found six candidates who had been slapped with liens for failing to pay taxes and did not disclose them. A seventh did disclose it. In all, 12 candidates did not disclose liens or bankruptcies when they were asked about it on the questionnaire. Four did, and one reported a bankruptcy, but not a lien. <laughs> Misdemeanors. Um, the background checks found no felonies, but the background checks turned up a few noteworthy brushes with law that fell outside the scope of the questionnaire. A Caldwell candidate spent time in uh, county jail for failing to complete the community service portion of a sentence that he received. A CUNA candidate received a withheld judgment for shooting a coyote from the highway. Really? A Boise candidate was sentenced to work on a sheriff's work detail after a second DUI six years after the first. All three were charged with misdemeanors. Just curious your thoughts, because when I, when I saw this, and, and by the way, I'm not going to list all the names. If you want to see the names of the uh, people, and they were allowed to um, respond, by the way, um, you can check that out at the Idaho Statesman. I personally, this is my opinion, but I'm curious uh, what you and your opinion is at 208-336-3700. My opinion is you make mistakes. People make mistakes. Um, I have family members who have, you know, filed for bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. Um, Tax liens, same thing. Maybe you can't pay your taxes. We've gone through in the last couple of decades some really tough times um, when when it comes to, you know, money problems that you could have. We had the implosion of the housing market in 2008. We had COVID here just recently. 2020. Yeah, I I don't necessarily give you a ding for that as a candidate. You know, if I'm th- thinking of possibly voting for you, I don't go, oh, he he has a tax or he filed bankruptcy or she did. I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem. Everybody makes mistakes. The problem I have is that you lied about it. Well, yeah. That's the problem see, that, that I have. That's the deal. Uh, you know, the, the very fact that you, you weren't forthcoming would indicate to me that, yeah, maybe you're not the person that I want representing me. 
That's the way I feel. I, I don't know if everybody feels that way. Uh, maybe if, if you feel that depending on which office they're running, um, you know, if they've had to file for bankruptcy or they've had tax liens for failure to pay taxes, maybe you think in your mind they should be disqualified and you should not vote for them for that. Um, go ahead and weigh in. Our uh, phone lines are, are open. We'll take some of your calls coming up after news at the bottom of the hour. But if you want to email us right now, uh, you can start doing that. Email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. In the meantime, we're going to get a check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. It's brought to you by our friends at Pork Belly and Cuna. They are there every morning really early making their deliciousness up from scratch. You want deliciousness? Check it out for yourself. See why everybody's talking about Pork Belly in downtown Cuna. In the NBA on Tuesday on a panel sports talk show, Shaquille O'Neal played down the talent of Spurs rookie Victor Wembanyama, saying he's just about as good as Bol Bol the seven foot two Phoenix power forward, who is the son of the late seven foot seven NBA center Manute Bull. Bull Bull is in his fifth NBA season, though, and has never averaged more than nine points a game. Thursday, Wembenyama reacted with a thirty eight point ten rebound performance against the Suns, leading San Antonio to a one thirty two one twenty one victory. With that output, Wembenyama became the first. NBA player with at least 85 points, 35 rebounds, and 10 blocks in his first five career games since the very same Shaquille O'Neal did it back in 1992. I wonder, uh, does Shaquille O'Neal like catch up with his crow? (laughs) (laughs) Or does he put it in the freezer to eat later? Uh, uh, Yana is is averaging 20.6 points in the season so far per game. Also in the uh, NBA Thursday, the Magic beat Utah 115-113. Games tonight include Memphis at Portland, Dallas at Denver, and Golden State at Oklahoma City. In the NCAA football games Thursday, Texas Tech beat Texas Christian 35-28. Troy topped South Alabama 28-10, and Duke beat Wake Forest 24-21. Tonight, Boston College meets Syracuse at 5.30 on ESPN2, and Colorado State faces Wyoming at 6 on the CBS Sports Network. Saturday, Boise State plays at Fresno State. Kickoff is 8 p.m., also on the CBS Sports Network. In top 25 matchups Saturday, it's number 23, Kansas State, at number 7, Texas, number 12, Missouri, at number 2, Georgia, number 9, Oklahoma, at number 22, Oklahoma State, number 5, Washington, at number 20, Southern California, and number 14, LSU, at number 8, Alabama. That's sports. Casper and Chris on KBOI Radio App. We are News Talk KBOI. 136,000 new jobs and last month's hiring activity is downright anemic. But it's a decline that economists have been predicting for months. Despite the dramatic drop-off in hiring, both the unemployment rate at 3.9% and the total number of jobless Americans, around 6.5 million, were essentially unchanged from September to October. Jim Ryan, ABC News. 722, Jeremiah Bates with us uh, once again this morning. Um, there's the job reports, not good news, but stock market is uh, loving it. We've seen a 200-point jump uh, over about the last 45 minutes. It was uh, close to around zero. Um, so what, what, what can we get out of this? Yeah, I mean, it's a promising side for the sign for the Federal Reserve. And they've been talking about this in their meetings, their commentary about the job picture, the the wage picture. And if that remains stubbornly high, then they are going to remain very steadfast in their stance of maintaining higher interest rates and having a restrictive policy stance. So if you look at these numbers, I mean, hiring slowed more than expected, and we're starting to see wage uh, wage growth slip a bit. So 
it's still we're still seeing the job market grow because you got to look at this. We're still we still added jobs. It's just the thing here is that it came in lower than expectations. And there's another point important thing to note here. There was also a revision to the August and September numbers that also dropped those headline numbers that originally came out. So not only are you seeing a, a jobs number for the month of October coming in lower than anticipated. It's still a 34th month, consecutive month of job growth, but then the solace for investors around the, the side of the Federal Reserve is that it came in lower than anticipated. You had September and August revised coming in lower. So again, if you look at the total numbers that came in September, like that news clip that you put in there, yeah, this is significantly lower than that acceleration we saw in September. Now keep in mind that the auto strikes, uh, did add to this and most of the job, um, the, the job losses were the, in the leisure and hospitality sector, uh, sector as well. But again, another big sign of the softening job market is the number of hours people are working. That, that number is shrinking as well. So this trend is starting to develop. Now, is this some blowout number this month? No, but this could mark a beginning of a trend that we could see month over month over month. So the market's reacting favorably because you know, again, in that news clip that's saying economists have been expecting this for, for months. Well, yeah, they've been wrong, really wrong up <laughs> until this point. So now, now that we're starting to see these numbers come into fruition, a lot of those lagging effects from that restricting, restricted policy from our central bank, it looks like those are starting to come into effect, starting to see some draw, uh, some job softening. And if that continues month over month, then the general consensus is the Federal Reserve can take their foot off the gas pedal and we do, and we might in fact see rate cuts sooner than anticipated, and that's why we're seeing the markets up so far today. All right. Uh, looking like, it, and by the way, if this continues, this we've had a fantastic week on the uh, stock market for the entire week, if this continues the uh, rest of the day. But we'll uh, get some updates through you as this uh, happens and follow it along and then talk to you again Monday. Thanks, gents. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Recent polls show most Americans support eliminating the seasonal time change, and the American Medical Association agrees. Doctors argue daylight saving time puts our physical health at risk. They say under standard time, it gets darker earlier at night, setting up better sleep cycles. But people in favor of daylight saving time say the later sunshine allows us to be more productive after work. 19 states have passed legislation or resolutions supporting no more clock changes if Congress will allow it. In Washington, the political fight over daylight saving time has simmered for years. In March of last year, the Senate passed the Sunshine Protection Act introduced by Senator Marco Rubio, which would have made daylight saving time permanent. If we can get this passed, we don't have to keep doing this stupidity anymore. But Rubio's bill failed to be taken up in the House as other matters took precedence, including the war in Ukraine and inflation. What is more important, leaving our clocks alone or the war in Ukraine or inflation? Come on. Taking up stupid stuff like that when you could be figuring out our clocks. We've got to start asking people before we vote for them, what are your priorities? And if sleep isn't one of them, you know, make a change. I, I truly believe the reason that this has not happened yet is everybody agrees that it needs to happen. Doctors agree there's been decades of 
data, scientific data to back up that it's not healthy for our mental mental health. It's not healthy healthy for our sleep schedules. More people die immediately the day uh, and two days after the clock change due to heart attack and car accidents every single time the clock changes. And yet we are still sitting here with people wanting to see a one-time year-round so that we don't have to fall back or spring forward. The problem is there are people that want to see us just stay in daylight saving time and other people that wants to see just in standard time, and that's the argument right now. Mm. And part of the argument being that doctors say it's safer mentally, physically, if we just stay in standard time because it kind of locks up with our circadian rhythms. However, there are people, and and part of the reason why people love living here in Idaho uh, that live in the mountain time zone is because it stays late so much later at night so that you can go do things at night still after work. You can play, you know, a full round of golf if you want. You can do your yard work. You can you can mow your lawn while the sun is is still out and and things like that. That's the argument. That's everybody agrees. I I, I have yet to run into somebody and go, "No, I love it that we spring forward and fall back twice a year." <laughs> right? It's the best thing ever. Yeah. It's just if you could get over those arguments, you know, on whether we should go to standard time. My 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 druthers, of course, would be to stay in mountain time, you know, daylight saving time the whole time. Right. Spider and Meridian, listening on 670 AM this morning. What do you think? I was just wondering, these doctors that say this time change is bad for us, are these the same ones that were saying that the vaccine was good for us? I have not done any research on that. It could be doctors that haven't said anything about COVID. Mm. I don't. I, I mean, I I don't know what sleep has to do with uh, you know vaccines. You so my guess would be it would be doctors that don't have anything to do with the vaccines. As far as you're concerned, I mean, if, if they're wrong about one thing, you're not going to take their advice anymore. Well, I just think if everybody had done some time in the military, they wouldn't have to worry about these sleep deprivation because then you'd be used to it gotcha um you know speaking as somebody thank you for the call by the way speaking of somebody who has uh been forced to get up early for uh, about 35 years of my life actually more than that because living on a farm we were forced to get up early to do (laughs) chores before we went to school so i mean for my entire life uh, i've had to get up between four and you know sometimes 3 a.m mm-hmm. to for my jobs you never get used to it no that's i true. have never ever gotten used to getting up early in the morning i've always been a morning person though i mean just you know even when i was a kid i'd, I'd get up at like five in the morning KBOI News Time 745. Let's get a, a final check on sports for you this morning once again brought to you by pork belly and cuda the place to go if you want delicious biscuits and gravy Definitely try out the chicken fried steak. And here's the other great thing. You can have it for lunch also. Breakfast the entire time they're open at Pork Belly and Cuna. On Thursday Night Football, the Steelers topped the Titans 20-16. to Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett hit Deontay Johnson with a three-yard touchdown pass with a little more than five minutes remaining in the game after an 11-play, 92-yard drive. Then, with only six seconds to go, the Steelers' Quan Alexander intercepted a pass from Tennessee quarterback Will Levis in the end zone 
to seal the win. Pittsburgh is now 5-3. and three. The Titans dropped to 3-5. and five. In the NBA on Tuesday on a panel sports talk show, Shaquille O'Neal played down the talent of Spurs rookie Victor Wembanyama, saying he's just about as good maybe as Bull Bull, the seven foot two Phoenix power forward, who is the son of the late seven foot seven NBA center Manute Bull. Bull Bull is in his fifth NBA season and has never averaged more than nine points a game. Thursday, Wembanyama reacted with a 38.10 rebound performance against the Suns, leading San Antonio to a 132-121 victory. With that output, Wembanyama became the first NBA player with at least 85 points, 35 rebounds, and 10 blocks in his first five career games since Shaquille O'Neal in 1992. Wembenyama is averaging 20.6 points per game. Also in the NBA Thursday, the Magic beat Utah 115-113. Games tonight include Memphis at Portland, Dallas at Denver, and Golden State at Oklahoma City. That's sports. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 752-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is Open Phones Friday. Um, someone uh, written a text message into us said, Would you please share your source for the claim of more people dying the day after uh, the clocks change? Uh, source is, and you could have looked this up yourself, but maybe you don't have a computer or something like that. Um New England uh, Journal of Medicine study showed that there's a 24% increase on our uh, danger, how dangerous the bodies are. 24% increase of heart attack on the Monday following uh, the forwards time change when you spring forward going back to daylight saving time. 24% increase on the Monday following the time change. That's huge. That's from the, uh, by the way, New England Journal of Medicine. Um, if you think they're hacks and you don't believe them, uh, you can also um, check out Popular Science, uh, Science Daily, National Institutes of Health. They all uh, report all the same thing. So you, you, you can take your pick. But um, I got my information from the New England Journal of Medicine. Seems, you know, reputable. Yeah. Uh, some people might have problems with it, but there's a lot of other places that uh, also report the same thing. Um, you can also email us, by the way. Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Um, just reading through this real quickly. Um, Mike at KBOI.com, no name on this one, says, Who are the people that can change the names of things I have heard all my life? Then just like that, it either goes away like it never existed or they change the name. Who has that authority? I, I think you're talking about what we were talking about with uh, monkeypox, now known as mmmpox. The World Health Organization is who made that particular decision to change the name to Mpox instead of Monkeypox, uh, citing concerns that the original name of the decades-old animal disease, disease could be construed as discriminatory and racist. Apparently, there were monkeys that were complaining. They didn't like it, that they were calling, you know, naming a disease after monkeys, so... World Health Organization decided to change the name to Mpox. So now whenever you hear a, a news story, you're going to hear a news story. Mpox, formerly known as Monkeypox. Isn't that a Hanson song? Mbop, mm. not 
Not, mm, pox. not mm, pox. I've it's got mm, mm, pox. I'm sick with mm, pox. No. I, <laughs> no? Okay. No. No. Uh, Wayne writes in, this is a subject we talked about yesterday, but it's Open Phones Friday, so we can talk about it. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. This outbreak of hate of the Jewish population is truly confusing and disappointing, fomented by people who consider themselves, and some consider to be the intellectuals in our society. They should be ostracized for the pride that they are, but let's be comforted that our president is thinking clearly when, clearly when he emphasizes an effort to combat Islamophobia, their very philosophy that is at the very heart of this evil. Idaho Boy writes in, uh, when you have children who are not taught to think critically but to believe everything that you're told by your teachers, combined with decades of college-educated adults who have been taught lies about Israel and Palestine, the kindling has been laid and a spark has started that fire. It was planned to be this way. That's what happens when you let Marxists have control over your education system. We did this to ourselves. Who exactly is it that grows up believing everything they hear? I mean, when I was a kid, I was skeptical about everything. I think to a certain point, you know, or a certain age, maybe not a certain point, a certain age, I think you, you believe a lot of whatever you're told, and then then you start to question some of the stuff. As yeah. you get older, well, I mean, I you had question a, everything. I, I trusted my mom and dad, but I don't think my mom and dad told me to just blindly go out and trust everybody else. No. But, I mean, there are some children who trust their mom and dad, and their mom and dad hate jews yeah that's that's the way you get taught to hate the jewish people as you grow up because you're your parent and i'm using jews as an example because this is what we're talking about you can be for blacks or anything like that but if that's the way you're raised that's probably the way you're going to think even as an adult because it's Possibly. been instilled upon you listen to kboi online go to kboi.com and click the listen live button now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi Chris Stapleton getting a lot of love from the NFL this year because that is the new Monday Night Football anthem, his remake of In the Air tonight, along with uh, Snoop Dogg. Probably going to be able to hear that next July 25th at the Ford Idaho, Ford Idaho Center if you get your tickets. They go on sale this morning at 10 a.m., but more importantly, right now, we are giving you a chance to win your free tickets, the final win-it-before-you-buy-it tickets. We'll give these away by 9.45 this morning. You have until now, uh, from now until 9.45, if you haven't entered yet, text the word BEARD, B-E-A-R-D, to 208-336-3700. Out of everybody who texts in correctly, uh, one person will be chosen to get those last pair of tickets. So once again, this started early this morning. It's going on right now. Only need to do it once, but if you haven't done so yet, uh, just getting underway, uh, you need to do that. You've got about an hour and a half coming up there uh, here before we do that. Um, also, this break, we take, we're going to take a, a, a momentarily break from your news talk station. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, some music. If you were listening to Nate Shellman yesterday uh, on his show, he had breaking news. Uh, another concert, John Party, who was supposed to appear last night at the Ford Idaho Center 
uh, abruptly canceled or postponed his show. His show is postponed, not canceled. Hold on to your tickets. Uh, but there were a lot of people that were really upset because he canceled that uh, just yesterday ahead of the concert last night. And people were upset and hoping that, you know, that maybe there, there was a good reason. Um, apparently, he had a very good reason. You you can tell he does he, not sound good. He he had the the same opinion of it that I did. Yeah, yeah. You can tell he probably wouldn't have been able to carry on a full concert based on what his voice sounded like. But now you know um, he did have a very good reason for canceling last night. He has COVID, so hold on to your tickets. There will be an announcement of when that concert will be coming back to the Ford Idaho Center. And the one more piece, and this is big news. Um. We have the final song, and this is the Beatles said this will be it, the last Beatles song, uh, new song ever. Um, now, granted, everybody dies, and people can go back through their library and maybe piece something together, but this is actually something that the Beatles did themselves, says it will be their last song. It's called Now and Then. It was released yesterday. I want to give you a chance to uh, hear it. See what you think. So there is, there's a little portion of the uh, song for you, Now and Then. And if you're going, hey, that, that sounded like John Lennon. Yeah, it, it is John mm-hmm. Lennon. Um, so here's what happened. It, this is from a 1978 cassette tape demo John Lennon made in New York City. After he was killed, Yoko gave the tape to the remaining Beatles. And in 1994, they attempted to work on it. But technology was not available to separate John's voice from the piano and do it so that it sounded halfway decent. So mm-hmm. they shelved it. And now, fast forward to 2023, the technology is there to separate John Lennon's actual vocals from the uh, tape. Even on a cassette recording. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah.
So technology uh, caught up, and uh, that was John Lennon's voice that they were able to extract from the cassette tape audio so that they, there could, were, they could make this song. There were three people that spoke there. The second one was Sean Lennon, and the third one was Paul McCartney. What was the, who was the first one? He's the uh, director, Peter Jackson. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, the song is called Now and Then. It is the last Beatles song uh, to apparently uh, ever be released, at least as, as members of the Beatles. Of course, like I said, <laughs> mm-hmm. things being the way they are, if you've seen it, when people pass away, they go, hey, we just found a whole box of uh, tapes. We're going to release some old stuff that they never we, released. We, that could possibly we, we made some holograms, and hey, they're yeah. going to make us a lot. I mean, they're going to make themselves a lot of money. Thoughts? What do you think? Go ahead and uh, weigh in, 208-336-3700. Email us, mike at kboi.com, chris at kboi.com. Stick around. Those numbers are going to come in handy. By the way, we've got a $50 gift certificate to the James Kitchen and Bar. We'll do that with a Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible question right after Bronco Sports today. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Yes, it is. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, and we have Jeff going to get first crack at our question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network, offices throughout the Treasure Valley into Idaho Falls and Sun Valley. For all your real estate needs, just call 208-888-4128. Jeff, $50 gift certificate to the James Kitchen and Bar awaits you if you can answer this question. Out of the five American cities with the largest land area, all are located in Alaska except for one. Which city is it? It would be Jacksonville, Florida. It would be Jacksonville. Yes, it is. Number five, Sitka, Juneau, Wrangell, Anchorage, and then Jacksonville, Florida. Congratulations, Jeff. You've got a $50 you. gift certificate to the James Kitchen ja- and Bar. Jacksonville's just like those other towns, only the exact opposite. <laughs> uh, hold on the line for us. By the way, uh, if you like the James Bar and Grill, uh, kitchen and bar, rather, um, and you didn't win here, don't worry. We have another chance for you to win coming up on Monday. And by the way, uh, if you haven't been to the James, you need to try it out. Just fantastic. Full bar. Uh, they've got a great menu of drinks at their bar. They've got craft beer. And also uh, their menu. It, it, you're going to find a lot of stuff on their menu that you're not going to find anyplace else. Uh, spinach quesadilla. I, I don't I don't, I don't I haven't tried it. Doesn't sound good to me, but hey, maybe you like spinach, smoked pork, or chicken nachos. I, see, now I like that. Um, a lot of other things. You can check it out, their menu, uh, online once again. Uh, and then get ready Monday morning, because Monday morning, the Treasure Valley Subaru play of the game, that's the prize at 855. So make sure you're listening in Monday morning. The, the most important thing is listen in after the game tomorrow night against Fresno. Prater in the ball game will tell you what the Treasure Valley Subaru play of the game is, and then you hold on to that information, and then Monday morning at 855, we'll give you a chance to call in and win that $50 gift. All right. It's that easy. Stick around. Coming up uh, here next. Phone lines are open. It is Open Phones Friday. Once again, something you want to talk about. doesn't have to be on subject, and we've got some of those we're going to get to as far as uh, emails this morning when we come back. You can email us, mike at kboi.com, chris at kboi.com. We are also going to uh, talk about an arrest warrant um, on Robert Card. 
reveals what the motives may have been in the main mass shooting. Robert Card, by the way, is the name of the man who shot and killed 18 people and injured dozens others of others last week. Um, the arrest warrant released uh, earlier this week reveals the possible motives and kind of crazy, kind of sad, um, and also tragic that based on what the arrest warrant has to say, that uh, Card was even allowed to have guns mm. because they do have a law in, in the state where he uh, lives in, in Maine, that would have allowed to take away his guns based on some of the warning signs that have been happening, not just within the last week or two. Some of the warning signs have been happening for the last six or seven months according to family members. So we'll talk about that and share that on the way with you, too. Phone lines open, as I said, 208-336-3700. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The Portland Press-Herald reports there was a 12-hour delay between when officials found suspected shooter Robert Card's vehicle and when investigators began using it for tracking and evidence. A local law enforcement official, speaking anonymously, says that slowed the manhunt. ABC News has not confirmed that official's account. The Press-Herald also says a veteran sheriff's deputy in a now-deleted Facebook post described the flow of information between state and local law enforcement as radio silence. The deputy saying the upper echelons of the Maine State Police Major Crimes Unit and Command staff are utter clowns and i wouldn't hire them to manage the morning rush at dunkin donuts wow you don't judge until you've seen the morning rush at dunkin donuts pretty crazy accusations there an arrest warrant has been released this week for the man accused of killing 18 people in a shooting spree in Maine last week, it reveals that the gunmen's possible motives for carrying out the state's deadliest mass shooting. The records also detail statements by the Army Reservist family about his poor mental health and uh, his breakup with a woman he first met at a bar that he targeted in the massacre. Those of you who don't remember, on the evening of October 25th, Card opened fire on patrons and workers at the Just-In-Time Recreation Bowling Alley and... Uh, Shemengi's, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Bar and Grill in Lewiston, Maine. He killed 18 people, wounded over a dozen others in the ensuing manhunt, closed schools, businesses, kept thousands of people across southern Maine huddled in their homes. The man's body was found inside a recycling center two days after the shooting. He died of self-inflicted gunshot wound, according Mm. to police. A family member whose name was redacted in the warrant, said that Card went through a bad breakup in February with a woman he met at uh, Semenji's Bar and Grill. He had been delusional ever since that breakup, the warrant said. After the breakup, Card had significant weight loss, had been hospitalized for mental health issues, and prescribed medication that he stopped taking. Family members told police that Card started wearing hearing aids and had been saying crazy things, including that there was a conspiracy against him and people were accusing him of being a pedophile. Card believed a market in a nightclub were also broadcasting online the accusations. Police in the warrant 
wrote that Card believed his family was also involved in the conspiracy, accusing him of being a pedophile. Mm. Records released uh, earlier by the uh, county sheriff's office detailed repeated warnings about the man's deteriorating mental condition and a firsthand account of him threatening to commit a mass shooting. Evidence, experts say, could have been used to temporarily seize Card's firearms following a mental health evaluation under Maine's yellow flag law. In May, Card's ex-wife and son contacted the sheriff's office. This is May, talking six months earlier, told a deputy that Card was drinking heavily, acting paranoid, and had picked up 10 to 15 handguns and rifles from his brother's house. Yeah, uh, those things all together would make me want to, you know, check out the situation or send somebody else to do it. This wasn't a quick, you know, two or three day thing where, you know, his mental capacity delved into him thinking that he needed to kill people for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, As you can tell, I mean, some of this stuff had been going on since February, Um Mm -hmm. They had had first-hand, in-person accounts that he had said that he wanted to do a mass shooting. Wow. You know, how do you know when to take that seriously? I mean, obviously, this one should have been taken seriously, but how do you know that? I think at that point where someone makes a threat... Or actually says... I want to do this. Yeah, well, yeah. When they when they actually and you have a, a somebody credible that says, "Hey, this person just said uh, they're thinking about committing a mass shooting." I think that's the time you t- start to take it seriously, don't you? I get it. You know, the, it, it's easy to play police officer up above, you know, a hundred miles above, and look down and say, "Oh, this should have been done. This should have been done." Mm-hmm. But man, there's a lot of warning signs there from family members, from police, from doctors. And like I said, as stated in this uh, article, which, by the way, comes from USA Today, because of the things that happened, especially the fact that his mental condition and the fact that he was in a uh, mental health facility for evaluation, under Maine's yellow flag law, that right there is enough to be able to say, look, you shouldn't have guns right now mm, until yeah. we, you know, that that right there should have been enough to be able to. But then you add everything else all together, all the warning signs all together. Yeah. Is this is this a shooting, apparently, a mass shooting that could have been avoided? Apparently nobody until it happened had added them all together. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. And, I, and, and you just wonder, and we, I don't know, we're not there. We, we... We're far, far away, so we don't see even the reporting that's going on uh, locally behind some of this stuff. Um, you don't know how much the police did or didn't know or if police knew or anybody knew and said, eh, pff, one in a million chance that he shoots someplace up. <laughs> right? I mean, what are, well, what, what are the chances? Uh, yeah, I, the, the odds are somebody's not going to do that. And yet. I mean, when you when you hear somebody like that and, and some of the things that he was saying about he think he thinks there's a conspiracy, right? Where they're accusing him of being a pedophile, not not just thinking that there's a conspiracy. He's hearing the voices. Mm-hmm. He's he's hearing 
um, that he thinks that businesses are actually broadcasting online that he it is was, a pedophile and that his family is also behind the conspiracy. It was strange to me that uh, they said he just got hearing aids and he started hearing voices. And I'm thinking, well, they were probably always there. You just couldn't you make couldn't them hear them before. before. Yeah. Or it was accidentally picking up somebody's radio signals. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I know a lot of this falls, you know, under the Second Amendment. For those of you who think still in this particular instance, you have no right to take this person's gun, is it, do you still believe that? Or, or is this something that with this many things, and like I said, in the state of Maine, you have yellow flag laws that would have allowed this legally to happen, and yet it still didn't. Is this is, is another question for you, too. Is, is this proof that yellow flag, red flag laws wouldn't work anyway? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, so no name on this one says, I thought you guys stopped saying the shooter's name. What has changed? No, we don't. We have It's not a hard, fast law or rule. And usually we don't say the shooter's name if this, they're still alive. His his name was uh, broadcast everywhere because they were looking for him. And they wanted people to know who they were looking for. If you know who this is, if you see this name anyplace, that's who we're looking for. The ones who generally kill themselves at the scene or are killed by police, yeah, we maybe say their name once and then don't say it again. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. This may be the first time I've ever said the, the man's name. But he's not really going to be able to get publicity now because he's dead. Lyle in Middleton. It's Open Phones Friday. Uh, listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning. And uh, thanks for Open Phones Friday. I hate to take away from your subject, but also I was going to say, since since you were talking about it, the brother, the brother didn't know that, that this guy was in a mental health facility. The brother didn't put two and two together. He's coming out of mental health, you know, assistance, and he's grabbing 15 guns. Maybe I should, maybe I should, you know, make a call or two. But anyway, hey, um, listen, uh, it's, it's a levy election time. It's important to get out and vote. It's important to know what's on the levies. In Middleton, you know, we have a levy for the school district. And there's a lot of stuff that I think is really good. They've got a resource officer that's 80,000. I understand. I mean, I think a resource officer is helpful. One of the things I don't understand is we got a half a million dollars, 500,000 for curriculum adoption. And I've tried to, I've tried to, tried to ask what curriculum adoption is and why it's requiring half a million dollars. To me, half a million dollars on curriculum adoption I know it's for the children. I understand that, and everyone wants a good education for their children. But putting half a million on curriculum adoption is like putting half a million on suicide prevention for our children. And when I call up and say, what what exactly is going on with this half a million dollar price tag? And they tell me, don't you want to prevent suicides in our children? <laughs> how can you how can you question, you know, this this half a million dollars? I just I wanna see I wanna see I wanna know where the money's going. Come on, Lyle, Gentlemen. it's for the kids. 
It's for the kids, I, I, Lyle. Why do you question it? It's for the kids. What? Hey, I'm 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 voting for the resource officer. He's only eighty thousand. Maybe um, he could help. Maybe he could help with the curriculum adoption at some point during the day. Hey, gentlemen, love your show. Great day. See, to me, curriculum adoption just sounds like we need to buy new books. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what the uh, definition and why, you know, so little money being spent in that particular situation or not. Un- unless what they're asking for is a whole bunch of money to study uh, or to conduct a study of what they should be using as curriculum. You know, a lot of times, I hope you know, that's not what it is. when you have that money, too, how much of that goes to the bureaucracy of, you know, putting it together, too? Yeah. People aren't going to do it for free, right? Most people don't do much for free. Mm-hmm. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You're going to take a break. Phone lines are open. It is Open Phones Friday. What do you want to talk about? It's your chance to do it. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. And don't forget, you have uh, exactly uh, 60 minutes to text the word BEARD, B-E-A-R-D, if you want to win free tickets this morning to see Chris Stapleton next July at the Ford Idaho Center. Giving away those tickets this morning, final chance to win them. They go on sale at 10 a.m., so it's our final pair of win it before you can buy them tickets. They are, uh, you can text us right now. So like I said, you have about one hour to get that text in. We'll pick one person at random from all of our texts to win. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 852-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, stock market is still continuing to do well today. Dow up 130 points, NASDAQ 140, uh, 104 points as of Right now, S&P is also up after the uh, jobs report that came out a little bit earlier uh, that was worse than expected. I know, it seems weird. Worse than expected, yet the stock market's doing better than expected? What's going on? It's in the world of good news is bad news, and bad news is good news. Oh, I'm happy and sad. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, when the jobs report, it's interesting because we're in here and we get to watch three uh, different monitors and one of them monitors uh, Fox Business News every morning and, and it's interesting you sit there and you see um, economic news that comes out and the stock market was basically flat across the board earlier this morning that news came out and within a few seconds the uh, futures jumped up about 150 points uh, because of that bad news so bad news uh, you know if you're a person searching for a job um, you can't can't find a job. Good news for those people uh, who are in the uh, stock market. Peter writes in, what about all the people like me who has not had a job in years? I know there are more like me that are not being counted, so those job m- numbers aren't, aren't correct. I'm unemployable, evidently, and I come from a hardworking er- era when people knew how to work. You can no longer just walk in and get a job. It's more complicated than that now. I don't, think, I don't think they count people who aren't actively looking for a job. In, in other words, people who uh, just are, they don't count people who are retired. They don't count people who, you know, just have uh, their own means right. of, of uh, and I, and I think making that's a living. kind of his point in that he wants to have a job, but he's given up looking because he just can't find one. So he's one of those people that doesn't get counted because he basically says he's unemployable for whatever reason. Ralph writes in and says, how many times have guns been 
taken away from people that are mentally unstable? Is it possible that shootings have been prevented and you just haven't heard? Of course it is. Uh, we don't hear about all of those things. If, if, if the tragedy does not happen, that's good, yeah, yeah. but we don't hear about it in the news. Well, you, you wouldn't even know about it. No, you wouldn't. I mean, if you took somebody's guns away and a, and a when, mass shooting didn't happen, how, would, how could you right. report, when hey, we, look, they took the guns. This was a great deal. A mass shooting didn't happen. When we don't hear about mass shootings because there aren't any, then there's no glitch in the system. However, when all of a sudden there is one, we have to figure out why it happened. Rich in Boise, listening on 670 AM. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. It's Open Phones Friday. What do you want to talk about? Well, I wanted to talk about the word groomer that they've, uh, they're using against trans and gay people. I don't know who coined the term, but it was popularized by Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, and Tucker Carlson. And then other people picked it up. Well, I, I was just reading it that you know, the Boy Scouts, <clears throat> Mormon Church, the Catholic Church, the Baptist Church, and other Christian religions have paid over $10 billion to victims of child abuse. Now, I don't know how many trans people have, but it kind of looks to me like uh, it's the Christian organizations that are the groomers. The, the people who use the term... <laughs> Grooming. I mean, grooming itself is a real thing if somebody's a pedophile and they're grooming, you know, some kid. But uh, just because somebody's LGBTQ, I mean, there's no P in there. The, the pedophiles aren't in that group. And people who are anti-LGBTQ would have you believe that they're all pedophiles. And, and they're, of course, not. So they're trying to demonize them by using that term. And it's a term that scares people. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know why they're using it. It's just real hypocritical. I mean, they, they. I don't know how many trans trans people have uh, uh, been pedophiles. They don't. They don't mention if somebody's trans or gay or Christian or Muslim or or Buddhist or anything when it is. So we don't. We don't really know. But I mean, it's just. It's just really an offensive and disgusting term. What would you rather have them use against? Well, why are they accusing trans and gay people? I'd re- I'd prefer they not accuse trans and gay people of being groomers. I mean, that's even, what even the ones about. that you know might be guilty of doing it. Well, if they're going to do that, then let's let's uh, mention it when some christian leader does it that they're a groomer oh trust they me they, they, they do and i'll say it and i'm catholic and can say it i, I can say there are priests there priests that are groomers it's been yeah, proven they are, but it it just really isn't that popular of a usage in conservative media they're always like chris says they're trying to demonize trans and gays that's their that's their you know that's their purpose. That's why they're using it. And that's why they... Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
one of his uh, biggest hit songs. That's the beard. Chris Stapleton coming to the Ford Idaho Center on July 25th. And we have one more pair of tickets we are giving away this morning before you can buy them. Tickets go on sale at 10 a.m. And we are into the last 40 minutes for you to text the word beard, B-E-A-R-D, because he has a great beard. Text the word (laughs) beard out of everybody who texts this morning. You will be chosen at random, one person, to get that final pair of Chris Stapleton tickets before they go on sale at 10 a.m. So if you haven't done so yet and you'd like to see Chris Stapleton or maybe uh, somebody in your family would like to see Chris Stapleton, um, get them those tickets even if you don't like it and somebody else does, what a great stocking stuffer to be able to get these tickets for somebody. Uh, because, like I said, the concert is until next July, so you can hold on to these, give them away for Christmas, and uh, probably be a yeah. uh, a huge feather in your cap Chris, to be able to do that. Chris Stapleton <laughs> sort of has a Walt Whitman beard. Yeah, kind of, doesn't he? Yeah. Or, or a Chris uh, Walt Walton beard. Yeah, it's longer than mine. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Uh, is it longer than yours has ever been? Uh. No, but it is long. Yeah. Anyway, text away right now, 208-336-3700. During, during, during COVID, mine got pretty long. I never yeah. left the house. <laughs> uh, quick uh, update and reset as we head into this hour. Uh, 44 degrees in downtown Boise, still foggy, cloudy, rainy, and wet, as it will continue to uh, be until probably 11, 12 o'clock today is when they said the fog should lift here in the Treasure Valley. The stock market across the board is up. The Dow is up 161 points. Uh, basically, on the news, the jobs report, bad news on the jobs report, good news for the stock market today. Um, all three of the indexes, by the way, are up. Also, um, huge thank you to uh, Granny C's Bakery. Mm. They, uh, I'll second that. How, how great was that timing? So Granny C's, sweet deal, just went on sale at 9 o'clock. And guess what walked into our door at 9 o'clock this morning? Uh, a salesman with a box of a uh, big, pastries. big box of Granny C's pastries. Mm-hmm. Um, man, so good. Uh, anyway, they are on sale right now. They just went on sale at nine o'clock. And uh, if you haven't, there's only fifty eight left. So you're, they're going fast. Uh, if you haven't purchased yours yet, go to kboi.com. Click on the Sweet Deal link, and you can get uh, your $50 gift certificate. It is only $25. Like I said, it's kind of great timing because um, we're just ahead of the holiday season. So you have you have Thanksgiving coming up, which is a big eating holiday. You have uh, holiday parties that will be happening. It'd be great to maybe bring a bunch of these pastry items to your holiday party. Or say you uh, your family loves pies, but you aren't very good at making them. Pumpkin pies, apple pies, cherry pies, maybe cheesecake. They can do that for you. They can even decorate a holiday cake for you if you would like. Custom decorated. Uh, that's why this is a great time of year to take advantage of this. So once again, you want to get in on that deal. you got to hurry. There are uh, about half gone as of right now. $50 gift certificate to Granny C's Bakery. It only costs you $25. Get it right now. KBOI.com. Click on the Sweet Deal link. And, of course, while you're there, you can check out some of the other Sweet Deals. McHugh Sports Sweet Deal is still available. Um, the $50 uh, gift certificate for $25. X-Golf, um, there's only about 23 of those left. Uh, it's $50 right now for two hours. And then you also have Idaho Enhanced Academy. Uh, half price, $62.50, gets you uh, concealed carry classes or anything to use towards that. Uh, once again, those are all at KBOI.com. All right, I think we're uh, caught up now. Well, good. It is uh, Open Phones Friday, 
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about, if it's something maybe that we talked about earlier today or this week. Uh, this is one from coming in, we talked about yesterday. DH uh, wrote in, said, hi all, listening to the show yesterday, our hearts are just being torn out with all this bad news across the country. It seems to worsen by the day, worsen by the minute. In talking yesterday uh, about the story of the dad of the Cornell college student who had made uh, we were this is the story we were talking about yesterday arrested for making uh threats of violence uh, against jews at the uh, university and his dad had weighed in and and said that it's not right to blame his son because his son had mental difficulties and was depressed um this DH writes in, as a father, when my son makes a mistake in the world, instead of blaming my son or some sort of something or people blaming it on his clinical depression, I own responsibility if my son is clinically depressed to the point where I slash we or doctors think he was going to be committing atrocious crimes. I don't think that I would as a father permit my son to then be alone in the world knowing that at any moment because of his condition, he may do something to jeopardize his safety and well-being of our family reputation. So to hear that father blame his son's depression seems like a convenient off-ramp when the father should take ownership of his son's actions and B, take ownership of not getting his son the necessary treatment to help his son get past his fear of other races and religions. I would like to say, and you guys know this, our children are little mirrors sometimes. You can look at them and see yourself or hear this man sidestep Blaine for imprinting hate on his son and then blame it on some sort of clinical undiagnosed depression. I would have more respect for the man if he would have stood up and said, well, you know, I might have been saying things behind closed doors that somehow influenced my son, and because of his medical condition, it compounded his misdirection. That's from DH. Chris writes in and says, there is still and probably always will be a wall with HIPAA and law enforcement. This was the issue with many previous active shooters like the Virginia Tech guy and this one. Medical people are not allowed to disclose many things, and often will not release things they are allowed to out of precaution. Yes and no. In in states where you don't have red flag or yellow flag laws, that's true. However, in a state like Maine who does have a yellow flag law, that's how it works. If a medical professional deems someone could possibly do harm to themselves or others, they are required to get a hold of law enforcement. I believe even with HIPAA laws in states that don't have those particular gun laws, if you are a doctor and you think that your patient is going to be a danger to himself or possibly others, i.e. a mass shooting or something like this, I think you are also responsible that you need to report it if it is indeed a credible threat. I could be wrong, but and I think I think you know. I think that if you deem as a doctor that there is a credible threat that your patient could do harm to himself or others, I think you are required. There probably is a policy, but it's it's usually kind of vague as to, as to what constitutes a threat and what doesn't. Like for instance, with a psychiatrist, a psychi- people say anything to a psychiatrist. I have these thoughts that I'm doing this, or I have this, and it doesn't mean they're going to act on it necessarily. No. Especially if they're just saying, "I have these thoughts." Mm-hmm. Now, if you go beyond the, you know, I have thoughts, you know, that are deep and dark, and I, I want to do this. If you say um, these thoughts, you know, um, 
I have these thoughts, and now I'm wanting to act on them. Like, when I leave here, I would like to go out and shoot up a bar or a bowling yeah. alley. As opposed to somebody who says, I've made a list of people I could do without. Well, are you going to kill them? No, that would be wrong. I just made a list of yeah. people I can do there, without. Yeah, there's a good, yeah, that's a good I might, example. I might avoid them. That's a good example. Might be sure I don't get a job where they're there. The Silver Moose writes in, even with all the signs, and if all these agencies acted to say, take his guns, the question still is, what could any or all of them actually do to prevent him from doing something bad next week or next month? Mm-hmm. Possibly nothing, but also by next week or next month or six months or a year down the road, maybe he's more healthy. Maybe he gets the help that he needs and he, he doesn't have those same thoughts of, you know, some, some, they're after me. They're, they're broadcasting that I'm a pedophile and, you know, my family's in on it. The, the, the part that, and here we, I know we need to go to break, but the, the part that really still gets to me and, and I, I mentioned this as a person who grew up in a large family. Um, I'm one of eight. I have seven brothers and sisters. Well, I have six. One passed away a couple of years ago. As, a, as an older brother or any brother, I, I, if I was storing your guns, and as I mentioned that um, this man had gone to his brother's house, according to his ex-wife, and picked up 15 or 16 handguns and rifles, all at once from his brother's house. If my brother came to me and he had been storing his guns in my house and all of a sudden mm-hmm. picked up all his guns out of my house, I'd be going, okay, so what's going hey, on? Hey, did you buy a shed? <laughs> yeah. Are, wh- why are you picking up all these guns at once? Do you have a new storage place or something? Why get a new gun safe? Yeah. I would have questions. Now, that doesn't mean that maybe the brother didn't ask questions yeah. and he had an answer that was acceptable or not. Um, but if he didn't, it, you know, the question would be, you know, as a person that's related to, and you know, by the way, the brother knew he had mental problems. You've heard of a hunting party? We're having a hunting surprise party, so I need to provide the guns. Again, even more of a red flag. When you know your brother has been institutionalized, you know some of the things that he has been saying and hearing voices and that there's a conspiracy uh, of people after him to claim he's a pedophile, and then all of a sudden he comes and picks up 15 guns from your house. I'd have some questions as a brother, as a loved one. Rightly so. KBY News Time, 917. Open phones Friday underway, uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, now people are just doing it to piss me off. What What this time? Text the word beard. Once again, I'm going to spell it for you. B E. A-R-D, beard, as in Chris Stapleton has a very nice beard. 208-336-3700. Somebody just texted in deer, D-E-A-R. Maybe they were starting to write you a letter and just didn't finish it. (laughs) I can't tell you. I didn't get very far either. I know. They're misspelling beard on purpose i have spelled it out and now people are just doing it just to upset me before my weekend begins okay so hold on 
<laughs> you were you were going to get mad at something some today anyway, so Probably. you know, might as well be this. Yeah. Get it over with. Uh, by the way, have some breaking news. Thanks to uh, Sue okay. in uh, New Plymouth this morning, and this is uh, big breaking news because it's ahead of the election. This person is up for election next Tuesday, and this person shot his son yesterday. The mayor of New Plymouth arrested for shooting his son in the arm. Payup County Sheriff's Office dispatch received a call from Rick York saying he had just shot his son. Sheriff's Office says that there was an argument Thursday evening. It was during that argument that the shooting took place. York's son was taken to the hospital by his mother, and his injuries are not life-threatening. Rick York has been arrested and charged with aggravated battery, and he will be arraigned uh, at one thirty this afternoon. How old is the son? Do we know? Doesn't say. Oh. York, by the way, is up for re-election I mean, of the, mayor of New Plymouth next Tuesday. If the son's 32, that's one thing. If he's five, that's another. Um, my guess, just based on... Um, Rick York's picture, he's not going to be a five-year-old. Okay. And I, I can't say for sure because, you know, when you're in your 60s and 70s, I feel like um, we have, you, you can possibly have a, a newborn or a five-year-old, so I don't want to assume, but... I think we should have queued up some Marvin Gaye music. No, we shouldn't have done that. People would have accused us for making light of a situation where someone is probably yeah, that's true. could have lost his life and most likely has lost his political career. That's true. We, we would have been doing that. So once again... The current, this is the current mayor of New Plymouth, arrested last night for shooting his son in the arm um, after uh, an argument between the uh, two of them. The good news is the son is recovering. When you say unsun, you just mean son, right? What's that? You said unsun, but you meant just son. Younger son. Okay, young son. Young son, yeah. Younger than than he is. The younger than he is, yes. So anyway, thank you, Sue, for that that uh, breaking information. I had not seen that anywhere as of yet. Uh, Jerry in uh, Nampa, listening on 670 AM this morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. It's Open Phones Friday. What do you want to talk about? Well, I want to respond to the caller who was critical of the fact that LGBTQ people were considered groomers. Uh, All the organizations that he listed that he tried to say, you know, imply weren't LGBTQ you know, when scoutmasters are molesting young boys, they're pretty well a member of the gay community. Same thing with clergymen who are molesting boys. They're pretty well a member of the gay community. Uh, now, you, you now why, why do you say that? When you, like, like when you say a priest molests a young boy, why do you say he's a member of the gay community? Well, I, I assume... Now, if a man don't assume is sexually is okay. If a man is sexually grooming a young boy, that's a homosexual activity. That means part right. of the gay. I gay see. I see what you. I, I see what, what you were doing. Okay. Now I. Now I understand your thought process. Okay. I understand. Okay. That okay. What category now, would a man who molests now, girls be in? There are heterosexual pedophiles that groom, and you don't hear about them as much because they're us- unless it's a sports organization, they usually don't have a big governing organization with deep pockets that can be sued. And there's also the fact that 
the LGBT community likes to sue Boy Scouts and church organizations and stuff because they are organizations that actively oppose LGBTQ activities. And so that's why they make the news. They've got the deep pockets to go after, and they are opposed to the LGBTQ lifestyles. All right. Thank you for the call, uh, Jerry. Appreciate it. Need to take a break. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, news is coming up here next. Uh, it is Open Phones Friday. Like I said, if you want to get through, you can email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com, or you can give us a call. Remember, we're still taking your text. You've got about another 15 or so minutes to text the word BEARD to, B- to 208-336-3700, B-E-A-R-D. He has a nice beard, um, and one person at random will be chosen to get those tickets once again to see Chris Stapleton next July at the Ford Idaho Center. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. George Santos will keep his seat in Congress for now after members of his own party from his own state tried to expel him last night. Due process is still alive. I feel like there's enough colleagues on both sides of the aisle here who understand that. The resolution is not adopted. The resolution needed a two-thirds majority to pass. So we talked about this yesterday, and that's in the House. In the Senate, they have their own little problem with a uh, senator in Bob Menendez. In similar situation in that right now he's only been indicted, he only has charges, has not been found guilty. However, there's another problem in this particular uh, instant with the charges uh, that Bob Menendez, Senator Bob Menendez, is facing. A superseding indictment contains four new charges against Senator Bob Menendez, including conspiracy for a public official to act as a foreign agent. It appears to be the first time a sitting member of Congress has ever been charged with such a crime. The indictment said Menendez conspired with his wife and a business associate to have the senator act as an agent of Egypt, using his influence to help remove a block on U.S. military aid or protect a business monopoly in exchange for bribe payments. Menendez has previously pleaded not guilty. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. Menendez maintains his innocence, and still he has security clearance to attend classified briefings. I get not kicking somebody out of Congress just based on allegations that have not been found guilty. I I understand that. It's basically punishing them for things that they haven't been found guilty of. However, And and there's a possibility it could simply be punishing them for what somebody else is saying. Right. You've got to let due process That may not be true. However, I I, (laughs) I, I see... Now, that having been said... I see this a little bit differently. Um... The, the fact on the charges uh, of Men, of Menendez and the fact that he's still allowed to attend classified briefings, you can still allow him to be yeah. a senator and in the Senate and out of extreme caution say, you know, since you may have and the allegations are that you've shared secrets in the past with other countries as a foreign agent, might be a good idea that we don't allow you to continue right. to get some of these classified briefings you know, I'm not that, that you might possibly share. I'm, I'm not that worried about that sort of thing, simply because, uh, based on what he's accused of, I don't consider him necessarily to be an agent of Egypt. 
so much as just a guy who, you know, was caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Right. And that may be 100% right. Chris Wallace weighed in on CNN last night, uh, CNN Newsnight last night. Um, he was asked uh, if Senate Majority Chuck Schumer should allow this to continue, giving the severity of the allegations facing Menendez. Uh, so, Chris, I also want to get your take on this. Senator Bob Menendez, who is... Uh indicted for uh, basically bribery charges and, and uh, accused of being a foreign agent. He actually attended a classified briefing on Ukraine today uh, on the Hill. This is what happened when Manu Raju uh, on Capitol Hill pressed him on this issue. So, well, why, why did you go to this classified briefing? Because getting an update on Ukraine is something that's worthy as we consider the supplemental. But you're being accused of aiding a foreign government. Why is that appropriate for you to go to a classified briefing? You know, Manu, I know you're going to make news. Bottom line is, I'm a United States senator. I have my security credentials. And an accusation is just that. It's not proof of anything. Wrong, right? The accusation is an accusation, Guil right. innocent until proven guilty. However, this is the paradox, you know, facing Senator Schumer, the, the majority leader in the Senate. Does he allow this to continue given the severity of the allegations facing Menendez? Well, it's interesting. When Manu asked him, he said, why did you attend this briefing? Because he didn't attend a briefing on Israel. And I guess the argument was because he's alleged to have been a foreign agent for Egypt that anything having to do with the Middle East would be too hot to handle, yeah. but Ukraine doesn't have something to do with Egypt, so it's okay. But it shows you the really untenable situation. You're in there. More than half of the Democratic caucus, more than seven, uh, rather 30 of the, of the Senate Democrats have urged Menendez to resign, but he is still a senator. It is a presumption of innocence. It is an accusation, uh, you know, not a conviction. So it, on, on what grounds can you prevent him from, he, he stepped down as chairman, but he's still a member of the Intelligence Committee. Yeah. And I guess the caucus is not ready at this point to say, no, you can't go to briefings at all. Yeah, I mean, look, these are self-governing bodies. They can do whatever they want, essentially. So the fact that he's still in, in the Senate, this, he's still attending these briefings, that's a choice that was made by, you know, leaders in the Senate and by his own party. And it's a choice based on the fact that they don't want somebody accusing them of something and then they being shut out also of meetings yeah. and, and whatnot. But, it, uh, again, it's, it's one of those situations where two things can be true. Uh, it can be true that he's guilty of what he's accused of, but it's also true that if he hasn't been convicted yet, he shouldn't lose uh, all the privileges that come with his office. But, <laughs> and, and again, I mean, that, that, you know, that's she called it a paradox, and that's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. And once again, you know, I'm not saying because I, I, I agree that Santos and Menendez, my personal feelings are neither one of them should be in. That's personal feelings. I don't elect them. They're not in my district. I, I wouldn't vote for either one of them at this point. But they are elected by the people in their district, yeah. and they have not been found guilty of anything as of yet. So I 100% I, I agree that. You know, the rule of law has to be here. Right. You have to let the, Menendez, the law run its course. Menendez is accused, basically, of, of being, you know, in on the grift. And uh, the other ones, uh, Santos is, uh, 
kind of being accused of really having a screw loose because why else would you make up so much stuff to put on your resume? That in this day and age is so easy to prove. In this day and age, it can be figured out with a couple of strokes of of the keyboard, you know? Yeah, uh, you're exactly right. (laughs) The whole thing about, and I'd said this before when they were talking about Santos and all the lies, and there, you know, people were saying, well, why don't Republicans stand up and say something? It's like, well, which, 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 Politician, period. Not actually, re- not Republican, Republican or Democrat. Yeah, actually, a bunch of Republicans have. But they they have said that they would like him to resign. Yeah, and he always says, uh, "No, you don't know all the facts," and then just leaves it at that. Well, I think we know enough of them. They say they would like to resign, but who wants to be the first to go up and say he is a proven lie? We know he's lying. It's like, well, can we do a background check on you and see if you lie? Who would pass that background check if <laughs> in Congress? Because all politicians basically lie. Hang on, some point get, or another. Hang on, while I get rid of this skeleton. <laughs> Yeah, it's just just a Halloween decoration. <laughs> um, you know, it's just levels. How much? How much of le- his level was way, way up here as far as politicians yeah. lying compared to maybe some of the other I mean, politicians. It, it, it's it's lying for the sake of lying because you're not really getting anywhere with all the lies that the the things that he's making up and you know talking about. It's just some, like an alternative life that he wishes he had, so he presents it as the one he has had. Yeah. And really, it's interesting because it, what the narrative would be here if, say, just Bob Menendez was going through this right now, who is a Democrat, and what Republicans would be screaming from the top of the roof to have him removed and how horrible it is, or if just Santos was going through this and Bob Menendez wasn't going through this, he's a Republican, what Democrats... Here, here you you have to be a little bit measured because you have a Democrat. So, yes, there are Democrats that are saying that he should resign. You have a Republican that's being accused, and yes, mm-hmm. there are Republicans. How and much it's, louder it's, would it be, right. though, if it was just one or the other instead of both of them at the exact same time? But it, but it, it adds uh, it, an air of legitimacy, though, when uh, you know Democrats are saying, hey, uh, you need to resign, you're embarrassing the Democrat Party. Or Republicans are saying you need to resign. You're embarrassing Republicans. Something like that. You know, it it, mm-hmm. it seems to be more legitimate that it's not just the other side going, "Hey, your side's corrupt." Yeah, it's just it, it's just an interesting part of the timing of what is going on here to watch this. Um, and this is not something. It, my guess is, it this very well could be taken care of before it ever goes to court, right? Because yeah. the election is next November. Are the, is this uh, either one of these cases going to go to court before the next election? So it could be that the constituents for each one of these particular congressmen and senator yeah, you're, vote them out anyway. As, as we know, in this country, you're guaranteed a swift trial, which apparently means in your lifetime. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, you can also email us. Uh, Anne from Boise writes in, why do so many people have a problem understanding the meaning of the word predator? Predator will seek out prey anywhere their prey is sexual predators will seek out positions of trust. So they pray uh, will trust on them. That doesn't mean every teacher or preacher is a predator, but those are positions of power that they seek out. So she's saying don't trust people who pray. On, on, on other people. On other people. Right. Yeah, yeah. You can. It, it, Spelling is different there. I know, I know that. Um, well, I know you know that. Um, however, <laughs> most of our listeners don't. 
And unless, like I, I bet said, a lot of them do. I, I think they may just be trying to piss me off. Okay, that's a possibility. Uh, weird is not what you are supposed to be texting right now. <laughs> Stop encouraging them. This is my beard. Ain't it weird? <laughs> Don't be scared. It's just a beard. Beard. B-E-A-R-D. <laughs> Text to 208-336-3700. In a minute, in a minute you're going to start looking at that word and go, now, am I even spelling this right? Or am I pronouncing oh, no, it correctly? No, no, I'm starting to question is it. it because... Is it beard? What am I saying? It's not weird. It's not deer. It's not beer, as in what you drink. It's, it's a little weird. Like I said, I think I think people now are just trying to piss me off. Yeah. Final chance to uh, get get that text in, all right? You've got about one minute left. We'll take a break here. 208-336-3700. Text the word beard, B-E-A-R-D. When we come back, uh, we'll have chosen a winner from all the people who have texted in this morning. And one lucky person is going to get those pair of tickets to see Chris Stapleton next July, the 25th, Ford Idaho Center. Text and win right now. Final chance. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Oh, man. Now now it is kind of uh, a little funny, even though you are trying to piss me off. Feared. Bird is the word. Bird is not the word. <laughs> Beard is the weird. Bird near? Be the word. No, near is not the word we are looking for. Near is far from what we meant. Feared? No. Feared? Scared? No. Scared is not the word either. Oh, good Lord. There is not one per Even the people who are sending in the correct word are spelling it incorrectly <laughs> uh who's funnier than people right uh dogs i think that, that's usually <laughs> ron from meridian is catching up he writes in "Ooh boy monkey pox is back in the news yeah we talked actually technically it's not ron impact M- oh. do you have an address for ron so we can p- send the pc police uh it's not no. monkey pox ron it's m pox Yes, Monkey Pox has been deemed just, offensive. Which I found out is not a Hanson song. Mm, pox. I don't know which monkeys were offended and who wrote in or what happened, but it's been deemed offensive. They've changed. So now when you refer to Monkey Pox, you have to say mm, Pox, the disease formerly known as Monkey Pox. Would you like some Pox? Mm, pox. I'd love some. See, that doesn't even sound right, does it? Uh, things we're going to be keeping an eye on, by the way, over the weekend. We haven't talked uh, about this as of uh, yet because probably not any chance of it happening. It's going to be interesting to watch, though, because just, of how important... That, why is that the kiss of death when you say things like that? <laughs> that Democrats and, and President Joe Biden say how important it is that we get funding for uh, Israel aid package. And the House Republicans yesterday voted through their $14.3 billion emergency aid package for Israel. You would think that because that, you know, Biden has been saying, we have to get this done. This is the reason why need, we need the speakers so that we can get this business done. We can support Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it. However, Democrats uh, are taking issue that the GOP's insistence to cut funding for the IRS to pay for the bill. Oh, that. 
So they're saying they want this to well, be, you know, balanced out so that I if we're going to give money to Israel for aid, we have to cut some other yeah, places I, to come I, up with the money instead of just printing more money. I, I think the, the the point, though, that they have about cutting uh, funding for the IRS is that the IRS is essentially how the United States makes its money. The IRS gets it for them. Mm-hmm. And so if they're if they don't have enough money to hire people then the United States has less money, which is kind of counterproductive to what Congress is supposed to be doing. And basically what this is, is it's a cut, not to the overall budgets, it's a cut to the $80 billion that was added to the IRS budget earlier this year with the new bill that was passed. So they want to cut some of that new $80 billion um, that was given to hire new IRS agents and also to increase um, audits. Now, it's going to be interesting because Biden has already said that he would veto this bill. So as, as important as he has said that we must support and we've got to get a bill passed as soon as possible, I wonder what would happen if this does, it's passed the House, it goes to the Senate now, and say the Senate does pass it. Now, the Leadership in the Senate has said that they are not going to gonna pass it, even though they haven't voted as of yet. But say for some reason they go, you know what, maybe this is more important than, you know, um, keeping that full $80 billion for the IRS. So let's pass this $14.3 billion in Israel aid and cut $14.3 billion from that $80 billion bill that passed earlier this year and then stick that on the president's desk. Do you really think he would veto it? I mean, he says he he is as of right now, um, you know, but the rubber hasn't met the road yet. If if it sits on his desk, it's passed the House and the Senate. Do you really think that president would say, nah, not going to, you know, I told you how important this was, but I I don't like this bill. So we're, we're just not going to pass it. Ron from uh, Meridian wrote back. He says, I hate the PCs. They offend me. So. I'm going to guess that he means uh, politically correct people as opposed to, say, personal computers, Pittsburgh Condors, yeah, or sure. Phil Collins. Or he could be talking about the PC police, because I said, uh, you uh-huh. know, we need to send the PC police after him because he's being offensive to monkeys again. Let's see. Paula says pedophile and homosexuality are not the same thing. Most pedophiles are straight men that have no desire for adult men. The Mormon Boy Scout leaders were married straight men in a matter of speaking. Let's see. Billy C. says, Ivanka tried to get out of testifying in the New York fraud case next week because it is a school week, denoting her children. Damn, if that excuse would have worked, jury duty would be a thing of the past for many. It's amazing what spaghetti these people will throw at the wall. (laughs) Yeah, somebody kind of laughed at that. They said that, are you telling me that uh, Ivanka doesn't have a nanny? She might not. Maybe she doesn't. I don't know. And I, I, I but they they kind of had a list of other things where she's, you know, left and gone and done something during a school week. I but, I don't know necessarily what you're going to. If, hey, it's a school week. It's like, well, yeah. we only meet Monday through Friday. <laughs> when, yeah. when do you can when you, do you feel like you want to come in? Can you be here on Thanksgiving? Testify, yeah. It's like, um, you don't really have a choice, unless I go, the, I guess the week of Thanksgiving is not a school week, right? 
It depends. I mean, it, it is for some, like when I was in school, we used to go until we'd get out early on Wednesday, Wednesday and then we'd have to be back the next Monday. Now it's like you get the whole week yeah, off. It's, it's like fall it break. So changed. Which is like spring break only in fall. Uh, Barry writes in and says, in regards to the time change debate, half the people want to remain in standard time and the other half want to stay with daylight saving time. The compromise should be just to bump the time 30 minutes instead of an hour. That way everyone is half-assed happy or half-assed disappointed, depending on whether they are an optimist or pessimist. Just do something! There are a few places in the world that are half an hour off from everybody else. Just just three or four. Most of them, you know. A half an if, hour? If, it, if, it, really? if, it's, if it's 10 o'clock here, it's 6 o'clock somewhere else and 8 o'clock somewhere else. You know, not like 8.17. Uh, no, no name on this one says uh, on the same question, who is holding on to daylight saving time and why? Who are these people? Um, I'm one of them. I want to hold on to daylight saving time. I don't want to go back to standard time. I want it to not switch, f- fall forward in the spring and spring back in the fall. I got that a little wrong, didn't I? Uh, anyway, I don't want to see the time change twice a year. Spring, and I, and spring I, forward, fall yeah, back. Uh, and I, but I do want to, when we decide to stay to stay on daylight saving time. Now, right now, if Idaho wanted to go standard time in the state, they could do it and don't need congressional approval. If you want to stay on daylight saving time, however, you have to have approval from Congress, and that's what we're waiting on. It's passed passed the Senate. It has not even been voted on in the House. Waiting on Congress again? So that means... What kind of life is this we've made for ourselves? 2024, you will be uh, springing forward again. And don't forget, this weekend, you will also be falling back. Don't forget to do that, or you'll miss part of our show on Monday. It's it's tomorrow night. Stay up till 2, or just (laughs) do it when you go to bed. Uh, Don't forget, BSU Fresno tomorrow, kickoff 8 o'clock. Make sure you're listening into the postgame. We've got... The James uh, Kitchen and Bar to give away for the Treasure Valley play of the game Monday morning.